we're starting a brand new series. I'm quite excited about this one. It's called Seeking First the Kingdom. And obviously this expression, Seeking First the Kingdom, comes from Matthew 6, verse 33, that you all know, Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and everything else will be given to you as well. And actually, Tim will expand on this verse next, next week. That's really the topic that he's going to look at. But really, the invitation for at this series is to seek first the kingdom, to understand what is the kingdom. What do we mean about the kingdom of God? That's really the purpose of the series, that we will get that into our heart. You know, the kingdom is one of the most important, I would say maybe, the most important thing that Jesus taught and it started the Sermon on the Mount. Yet, when I look back at my Christian life, and I've been going on for quite a while, uh, I, I, I've never heard people speaking that much about the kingdom. Is it your case? Have you heard any preach on the kingdom of God per se? Yes, one. Okay? But it's actually quite a rare topic. From occasion only will come. Now, it's really interesting because... Before Jesus even arrived on earth, John the Baptist, what does he say? He prepares the coming of Jesus, saying this, Repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of God is coming, is near. That's what it means. Matthew 3, verse 2. And Jesus himself, he goes around on earth, and it says Jesus preached the good news of God's coming kingdom. So in Mark 1, verse 15, it says, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. That means it's near. Repent and believe in the gospel. So Jesus himself is going around saying this. Clearly, something remarkable happened when Jesus came on earth. Jesus coming on earth, walking among us, changed everything. The king of heaven has come and within a new kind of era has come. New rule and a new form of dominion. That's what it means. So, up to that time, what happened up to that time? You know that sin entered the world at the fall, at the beginning. And what happened is... At that, that point, in, during that period of time, the world has been solely under the rule of the devil. Okay? And actually, Jesus himself called Satan the ruler of this world. That's in John 14, verse 30. However, the coming of Christ and the sacrifice of the cross starts a whole new era where Satan has lost his grip. What is happening? is that actually, I like this expression, he's on borrowed time. He knows, he knows he will be kicked out very, very soon. John 12 and 31 say he will be cast out of the earth. It's coming for him because Jesus already won the victory. But he's still around. Okay? So at the cross, Jesus has won and defeated Satan. Jesus now rules over all. He is the king. All right? And you have this description very precisely in Ephesians chapter 1. So you could read for yourself in Ephesians chapter 1. The end of that chapter is Jesus has everything under his feet. You know, and you could quote the passage yourself. So 
he's at the cross, he rules over everything, and there's a really brilliant verse in Colossians 2, verse 4, 15, who says that the victory of Jesus has disarmed Satan. I love this expression. It's why he's on borrowed time. It's something that happened that the fact that now Satan has no longer the power to accuse and torment people who choose Jesus. Amen. It's really important to understand that. That means if you choose Jesus, Satan has got no power to come and accuse you and torment you. Because Jesus is king. Now, okay, is it, it is true that the devil, we live in this period of time now, the devil has not yet been cast out, so he's still around, okay? Another word for Satan is the prince of the air, okay? So he's still powerful, he still has scheme to destroy and, and really have a go at people, you know, and destroy them, really, that's what he is. He's accused, he's lying, he's, you know. But Jesus is more powerful. And what it is, is since the cross, we are free to choose the kingdom in which we want to live. Amen. That's what's happening. Yes. And that's the good news. That's the good news. When we say the good news of the kingdom is, you know what? Now the kingdom of Jesus has come. The kingdom of light has come. And you actually don't have to live under the authority of the prince of this world. Okay? Jesus has won the battle. So, all of us, the people who are not saved, but we have changed master. And the people who are not saved need to realize they can change master. Amen. And we can tell people that they don't have to live under the rule of Satan. In Colossians 1 and verse 3, I love that, is that God rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. How about that? I'm telling you today, if you didn't realize that's what it meant to say, yes, Jesus, be my savior, that's what it means. Hallelujah. I'm telling you today, if you've not accepted Jesus as your savior, do it. Do it because you are changing. It's of utter importance. Amen. It's of utter importance. It's the equivalence between being dead and alive darkness and light Hallelujah. you struggle with things in your lives start by surrounding to the king of light Amen. So, i want to follow the rule of this king let the king rule over your life so he can bring the ruling of of, of, of heaven in your life Amen. Amen. that's what it means okay so in your heart right now i'm not going to do an appeal but if you want to give your life to jesus do it do it yeah Got it. Wow, got it. Yeah, I want to change kingdom. Hallelujah. Now, this is really... After the cross and the resurrection, Jesus spent time with his disciple. And guess what? It's still teaching about the kingdom of God. Yes. He's still doing it. I personally never realized that little sentence I've reread uh, very recently. In Act 1, verse 3, it says, Jesus appeared to the disciples over a period of 40 days and he spoke about the kingdom of God and told them to wait for the Holy Spirit power so they could be his witness in proclaiming the same message. 
So it's not, it's not done. We're still all about the kingdom of God. There is something we are involved in. We are now the messenger and the people that demonstrate the kingdom of God is at hand by the power of the Spirit. So we can go and say, yeah, the kingdom of God is at hand. I've got Holy Spirit in me. I represent in Jesus. So when I'm going somewhere, the rule of the king is coming with me. Whoa, that is so incredible. The kingdom of God is the great commission. Sometimes we just say, oh, the Great Commission, yeah, we make disciples. What is the Great Commission making disciples? Is to bring them in the kingdom of God under the rule of the king. There's no Great Commission without the kingdom of God. Okay? I mean, I mean, it's a strange thing to say, but Jesus never asked us to build great churches. He says, I will build my church. Amen. But what he asked us is to do the kingdom of God and make disciples. And obviously the manifestation of the kingdom of God is healing and all renewing sort of thing we will see. Okay? This is why, no surprise, when Jesus um, taught us how to pray, he says, let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we're praying because that's all we are about. The kingdom of the, the king is it's like a reconquest. Because he's come, he's kind of like, you know, the enemy knows he's on borrowed time. Yeah. Jesus has done the, the big victory. Now we're we re, we on a conquest of renewing everything. Amen. You see, the gospel, is, I mean, you know, don't shoot me for saying that, but it is absolutely true. The gospel is not just a gospel of salvation. The gospel is the good news of the kingdom coming to us. So in Luke 4, verse 43, Jesus said that he was sent to proclaim the good news of the kingdom. In Matthew 9, 35, and in Luke 8, verse 1, this, this verse both said that Jesus went around proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every sickness and disease. Can you see, it's not, he was not just around and say, um, no, get saved, repent. He was not just saying that. He was as well healing the sick. He was bringing something new with him. He was bringing heaven. He was bringing <laughs> heaven with him. The gospel is a gospel of the kingdom. It's more than salvation and reconciliation with the Father. Although, that's the goal, right? It's at the core of the gospel. The goal is that we are reconciled with the Father, that we are saved. That's the, that's the everything. That's the reason why he came. But the gospel of the kingdom is not just salvation. You get it, yeah? No, nobody thinking that I'm a neurotic yet? Okay, cool. All right. Jesus has come so that everything would change. Everything needs to be brought under the kingship of Jesus. Because the kingdom of light is about to make everything new. So there is a regeneration happening. And ultimately, that's another preach for another time, we will live in a new heaven and a new earth. So that's the regeneration, okay? All things will be made new and will be saturated with the presence of God, touching absolutely everything. Listen, it's worth mentioning that when you see the word healing in the New Testament, it's the word sozo. And actually the word sozo 
when it's used in the New Testament, it means so much more than just healing. It means save, healed, make completely new, <coughs> delivered. All of these aspects are in the word sozo. So the point is that Jesus is announcing the kingdom of God and the manifestation of the kingdom of God is to sozo. That means it is to bring to all of us the complete restoration that we have in God physically, mentally, but that's as well for the earth. It's an ongoing process that it is at work bringing all of these things. So, you know, there's a new king in town. There's a new king in town and the ruling has changed and the rules have changed also. So let me conclude by three big things, okay? First one, there's an invitation to all of us to pursue the king and the kingdom, to put the king and the kingdom first. Hallelujah. Listen, this is very interesting. Every time at the beginning that the kingdom um, is announced, there's a couple of things that comes with that. It says, repent and believe. So, when the king comes, there's a departure from our old ways to go to a new way, which is righteousness. There is a shift. That's what repentance is about. We turn our back to something and we're going for something else. That's repenting. Okay? So, I mean, you know, a lot of people like, like, we don't want religious word. Repentance just means change your mind. Don't do this, do that. That's what it means. So that means that if it's for all of us, the non-Christian, but as well the Christian, if we are invited to put the king and the kingdom first, I tell you what, we are invited to a lot of change of beliefs, change of habits. We are called to believe and repent. As I, as I was preparing this preach, I was challenged. I had to believe and repent. It's constant. I say, oh, wow, I didn't realize that. How comfortable I am now in my life. You know, how challenged. How do I really follow Jesus on this? Amen. Believe, repent. It's really important. And this, the second thing, so that's the big first, first thing, yeah? We're invited to follow the king and the kingdom. And there's a lot of repentance involved in that and change of belief. The second thing is, the amazing thing is we get to know the king. Amen. We get to know the king when we are in the kingdom. We get to know the king. So what is the kingdom of God? If I could have a, one sentence to summarize, it would be, it's the king bringing his ruling here on earth. It's the king bringing his ruling here on earth. So everything from heaven coming to earth. That's what it is, the kingdom of God. Now, let me, let me tell you, there could not be a more different ruler than Jesus comparing Satan, the prince of this world. They could not be more different and more apart. Sometimes we jumped in the kingdom of light but we still believe that Jesus is a little bit like Satan. I mean, I'm going to explain that. 
say, oh, he's still manipulative, he's still punitive, he's still... No. When you jump in the kingdom of light, your ruler is completely different than your old master. Okay? Let, I had a beautiful table to illustrate that. But so I'm going to tell you what's on my table. <laughs> Jesus as a king. First of all, no comparison with the devil. He has power over all dominion. Okay? So that's Jesus as a king. Satan, very limited power. For a limited time. So it won't be forever. So you're comparing two things. Sometimes we focus too much on the devil. We're giving him too much importance. Just shut up. This, this honestly, there's no comparison. Once you are, I'm not saying he's not powerful. He's very powerful because he's a master of trickery. But once you renew your mind, you say, no, 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 no. I'm going for the light. He has no power over you. So you're comparing two different things here. Completely different. The new king is the boss. Okay? Amen. But what kind of boss is it? Again, completely different. Satan, little Satan there. Thirsty for power for himself. Selfish. With the objective to destroy you. To enslave people. Okay? Take the suffering of people and turn them into addiction. Turn people in less than their potential. Just that's, that's his objective, you know? Okay? Jesus, well, one of my favorites in the Bible, who summarizes, I think, how Jesus is as a king, is in Psalm 89, verse 14. It says, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Amen. Next verse, even more important, I think. Love and faithfulness precede him. That's the kind of king we have. Hallelujah. That's the kind of king we have. Extremely loving. Extremely faithful. Listen, you're not holding on to him. He's holding on to you. Loving and faithful. Even when you mess up, he's still faithful. You don't need to run away from him. He's already there, waiting for you. Not like the or the master we had, you know, you, you know, it used to be you do something wrong and say, yeah, you're no one. Look what a miserable person you are. That would be the, if you hear that voice, by the way, that's really definitely not Jesus. Because Jesus would say, oh, son, come on, come to me, come to me. I've got everything you need. And you messed up, yeah, I've died for that. I've died for that. You're still addicted to whatever? Yeah, I've died for that. I've died for that. Let's not focus on the problem, let's focus on me. What have I done? Repent! Change your ways. That's the kind of king we have. So, Jesus as a king, restoration and redemption is the goal. Okay? In Jesus is forgiveness, healing, deliverance. It's freedom. It's freedom by the Spirit of God. Over there, it's slavery. Amen. It's slavery. Okay? Now, Jesus is king over all, and his kingdom will be unshakable and forever. Amen. Then, 
like I just mentioned this verse, that Satan would be cast out. This is not the same kingdom. Okay? This is not the same kingdom. So we invited to this magnificent kingdom. And the king is very, very different. No other king. We've sung it. No one like you. There's no one like this king. No one. And the third point is that we get to know this kingdom. This kingdom is revealed to us bit by bit. We get to understand a little bit more how Jesus works. Because let's face it, we don't, we don't know it all. I mean, we never finish learning on this Amen. because we are minute and finite and he is eternal. Okay? So we ask, through the series, we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us this kingdom and the mystery in this kingdom. We say, Jesus, teach us how to represent this kingdom well. We say, Jesus, let us understand for our lives what does it mean to receive the gospel of the kingdom. What does it mean? I'm telling you a couple of things which I found very challenging. This kingdom, okay, it's a kingdom where people who are usually first might find themselves last. It does not follow the class system. It does not follow your wealth. It does not follow your education. Amen. All right? I mean, that's good news for most of us, right? Amen. This kingdom, it belongs to the smallest, the children, those who are humble, who are willing to depend on the king. That's not what the world to, uh, teaches us, yeah? They're those one who trust God. This kingdom, this is one, it's really hard, really, really hard. This kingdom, in this kingdom, you don't get what you deserve. Think about it. You don't get what you deserve. And actually, you don't get what looks fair in a human life. Think about it. Sometimes it on us, because we have to be honest. Right from birth, we've, we said, if you do well, you know, if you work hard, you'll get that. If you do that, you'll get that. Behavior, behavior, behavior. Do that, do that. Get that, do that. Yes. And if you do that, you are entitled to get that. In this kingdom, you don't get what you deserve. It's never on your own effort. I mean, you will see the parable of the talent. You know? I mean, some are given little, some are given lot, and the one who's given more is even, even more. How fair is that? Not fair. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a super social justice person. That grates on me. That really grates on me. Then the second one um, of the parable, you know, the parable of the workers, where you know uh, people came in the field and uh, the master recruited several people throughout the days, and some people worked two hours and some people worked eight, and they got the same wage. Amen. What? Jesus, this is outrageous. This is outrageous. But you know what? It will happen in this church. You could have a newborn baby who just gave his life to Jesus, but suddenly Jesus gets hold of his heart and give this person the most beautiful gift of, I don't know, evangelist, prophet, whatever, and uh, that person might even end up leading the church. You don't get what you deserve. You don't get, this is, this is not the kingdom. In this kingdom, though, some really strange thing happened as well. You could uh, plant a tiny little seed and go to sleep, wake up the next day, and find a massive harvest. Because this kingdom, again, 
is not about human rational and logic, it's about heaven supernatural. So sometimes you do absolutely nothing and, and God just go, Pow! yeah? Or you do your little bit, you do your little sit, and then suddenly, that's the kingdom of God. You can't understand it. It's not even, you know, no point going, ha, ha, ha. The, the guy, the next day, I'm sure he didn't get up and say, oh, well done you. No, he just, he probably went, whoa, what has happened? Because you know it's not you, it's, it's God. Amen. It's a kingdom worth selling everything we've got. It's, it's, it's worth focusing. It's, it's worth giving everything away for yeah. this kingdom. Think about it. Now, the amazing thing is that this kingdom is our inheritance as children of God. So it's for us to pursue. It's for us to enjoy and discover. Everything must be submitted to the ruling of Jesus so that heaven can come to earth. Amen. And like I said, it's so much more than salvation. The last thing I would like to say is this is why when you talk to your friend about Jesus, you don't need to be petrified and say, oh, oh, do I go straight for the cross? You know, or what do we do? Well, actually, you can demonstrate the kingdom in many different ways before you actually arrive at the cross. Uh, and actually, I mean, the, it's, it says in 1 Corinthians uh, uh, 4, verse 20, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk of persuasion, but of power anyway. So it's not even what you say. There's something you could demonstrate in the Holy Spirit that would touch people. And what I mean about that is, obviously, we do want to bring people at the cross. Okay? But we want them first to meet the king. That's the main thing. You can't, you can't get saved if you don't meet the king. So you want to meet the kings. I mean, my, 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 my most... Um, um, my, my favorite conversion, I always bang about that to Jamie, he could tell you. But my favorite conversion in the Bible is the criminal on the cross. So, the, so Jesus is on the cross, and this guy, and there's a, one of the criminal who mocks Jesus, and the other one who is like, whoa, hold on, this guy might be who he says he is. And he turned to Jesus and he said, that's his conversion, guys, by the way. He says, hey, Jesus. So at that moment, he believes he is really Jesus. He said, could you remember being in paradise? That's what he said. So, I mean... Let's unpack that. The guy had no understanding of theology, doesn't really know what means repenting. He uh, doesn't know theology, right? He didn't know. All he did is, hey, Jesus, hey, I believe. Would you remember me? That was enough for him, for Jesus to say, I'm telling you, today you will meet me. Amen. That was enough. Amen. Do you know why? Because he met the king. He didn't mean the theology. He didn't know about salvation, sin, died, then baptized. Yeah, you need to do that. Yeah, read the Bible because if you don't read the Bible, you're going to get saved. <coughs> no. He, he, he had no radar. He just said, Jesus. And that was enough. Wow. Same for the Ethiopian. Yeah. All right. So this is the thing we could do with people. We could say, you know, if you see someone at work um, who is struggling in something, you could help. You could you could love that person well. If somebody needed healing, you could pray so they would get healed. That's bringing the kingdom. So you, what you're doing when you're doing that is you're introducing Jesus the healer to them. So it's not yet the cross, but Jesus can heal. Come and test, test and see. He is good, right? Um, if there's a bad atmosphere at work, 
You could come in and say, you know what? I'm bringing Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Wherever I'm going to go in this office, I'm bringing Jesus, Prince of Peace. The people will start to notice and say, well, it's really bizarre when you're around. It, it, the atmosphere is completely different. Yeah, yeah, I've got Jesus, Prince of Peace. <laughs> That's what it is. If, you know, if people really struggle financially, you could say, oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm not saying, don't use the, the, the Christianese. I'm just explaining to you, but I can... You can meet Jehovah Jireh, which is, means the provider. Okay? So say, yeah, don't worry. I know someone who's so good at providing. So good. Let me pray. <laughs> and you pray for them. And let me... When, when they're going to get their answer, they're going to go, what? I just met King Jesus, the provider. Amen. Okay? They will be, that would be incredible. If somebody is in shame, you say, do you know what? It's funny you feel like that, but you know, I know someone who actually can make it all go away. Yeah. Like, it brings forgiveness, help you to forgive yourself, ah. help to forgive. Wow, it's amazing. Let's, let's bring Jesus who can forgive sin. Okay? If you meet someone who's hungry, you know, say, do you know what? Let me help. Let me feed you. Let me feed you. Let me close you. And they will meet Jesus for you, like the good Samaritan. Okay? So, actually, it's really interesting because even Jesus went around and he said in the Bible he, he healed everyone, right? But we know that not everyone came back. Did, did you notice in the Bible? So he comes and he, he healed uh, lepers and only one comes back. And say thank you Jesus so even Jesus was not expecting everybody to follow him from the crowd he was preaching follow me the kingdom repent believe here we go here's your miracle you can be healed you can be saved you can uh, have your debt be paid you can but some people never came back he knew that he knew but they met the king that's for them to turn their heart to the king and want to and be a bit more hungry for that. Can you see? Okay, so I'm gonna finish now. I could, I could go on for forever, but I won't. I think what I would like to do now is maybe just stay a little bit there, two minutes. It, it would be great. You Obviously, you're absolutely free to do whatever you want, but I think it would be great to close your eyes and just think about, for whatever we have said there, is there something that touched your heart more particularly for yourself? Is there something like Jesus or the Holy Spirit is putting a finger on? You know, and you can talk to him. You could tell him. And I personally, I, I, I feel this old dimension as, yeah, believe and repent. Let's follow Jesus. Believe and repent. So when I prepared that, that's what I did. I said, Jesus, is there areas in my life where I need to believe and repent. What do I need to change? What do I need to change? To follow him.
I don't normally do that, but I feel that it would be great to be concrete in our decision. So if you, if you really feel that you want to make a decision to know the king better, I'm going to make it wide. You want to know the king better. You want to follow the king. I just want you to just stand up, just very quickly. And we're going to, we're going to just pray. If you want to know the king better, if you want, if you need healing as well, you could stand up. Holy Spirit, we just say, come. Come and reveal Jesus. Come and reveal the Father. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, we say we want to follow you. We want to follow you. We pray for the ruling of Christ to come. For, for, for heaven to come to earth. For the ruling of Christ to come in our lives and to come in our community in the name of Jesus. We bring everything captive under his feet. We bring everything to the authority of Jesus. We say, come, Jesus. Come, Jesus. Yeah. And I'm saying that if you need even to repent of something very specific, just, just bring it to him. Just bring it to him. You say, yeah, this has got to go. I need to change on this. Okay. I need to change on this. This is not what I should be doing. This is not what I should be thinking about. Just bring it to Christ. Bring it to Christ. Thank you, Jesus, that you are such a good king. Such a loving king. Yes. Righteous and justice is the foundation of your throne. And love and faithfulness precede you. Love and faithfulness precede you everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Love and faithfulness precede you. Jesus, how amazing is that? Amen. How amazing is that? Thank you, Lord.